Why don't we pray? Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. Bless, Lord, bless us uh, in your word uh, that though uh, you bring uh, the consuming fire, you also give us Jesus who faces that fire wrath upon the cross. Lord, uh, thank you for this day and, and, and grant us in this life of faith the joy to love and serve under your name. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, last week uh, in Hebrews 12... Uh, the writer, uh, I know and we almost concluded there, but if we could go there in our Bibles, Hebrews 12, 28, right around there, um, we see, uh, if someone could read that actually for me, I think that's where we ended, or Hebrews 12, did, did we read 28? Oh, that's right. He did. Okay, yes. Uh, therefore, let us be grateful, right, uh, for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Uh, today, uh, the truth cannot be shaken. Uh, the truth is, there is not a plus one or a plus two, but the truth is the word of God. And, and because the truth is the word of God, as we heard today in the sermon about division, that truth also is the one that sets us free, right? Uh, and here we see what truth brings. Unshakableness. Is that a word? Unshakableness? Chris, that's a good Scrabble word. That's 50 points right there, at least, right? <laughs> I know she played Abe the other day. And uh, I think you won, right? Marginally. <laughs> Abe's like, no comment. Anyways, uh, uh, so, so uh, the truth is unshakable, and uh, here we see because the truth is unshakable, uh, that though while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, uh, we are in reverence and awe of all that God has given to us, because his refuge is unshakable. Um, but yet at the same time, uh, we read a short verse here in verse 29, someone could read that for me, verse 29. For our God. All right, so fire, you know, uh, when we talk about uh, separating the wheat and the chaff, uh, when we talk about uh, the fire, you know, there is that fire of judgment, isn't there? Uh, there's also that refiner's fire. So when we talk about the consuming fire, there is consequence for those who reject, right, the truth. Um, and, and, and there is division because of it. That's why, as we talked about in the sermon this morning about relative truth, how that has become the... the what has, that's become the truth of our time, hasn't it? Relative truth. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's everywhere now. Um, you know, uh, it's everywhere. And we see it manifesting itself constantly in so many different ways. Uh, but here we see that the truth is, is that there is the one true God who has his consuming fire. There is wrath, right? And in our relative truth, do we want to hear that? No, but the world doesn't really use the term relative truth. <laughs> if you listen to them carefully, they will say, your truth, you have to tell your truth. Mm-hmm. Um, which is exactly the same thing. They don't say, no one says relative truth, uh, yeah. the but, dictionary you know, definition. I've heard so many politicians make that statement, and I'm thinking, do you have any idea what you're dealing with? It's not... They don't know the definition of truth. 
them. And when we do that, then, then the meaning of the word truth is gone. It doesn't mean what it used to. And, 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 oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, it just frustrates me that the world can change the meaning of words. Oh, yes. <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, but uh, again, another subtle way we, that we have our own relative truth, without saying relative truth, is how I feel. And we never think of that as a, a relative type of truth branch, right? That I feel, or I think, or my idea, or my perspective... Um, um, and at the end of the day, my feelings, um, it's like me and Jeff, uh, when, we went on, when we went on full throttle at Six Flags Mountain, Magic Mountain, and I think, I think I said, where am I? Or some, what did I say, Jeff? I was uh, tapsing, but it was, what uh, is happening? <laughs> what is happening? It was nuts. It was, Jeff is, he's, he's older than me, but his equilibrium is definitely younger than me. Because I'm like wobbling, knee shaking. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. Jeff's like, what? I'm fine. Roller coaster? Let's go on the 15th one. No big deal. Anyways, um, but, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but it's true. You know, our feelings, how, how firm is that? I mean, how firm is my feeling? I mean, just feelings in general. Today, it's one way. Tomorrow, it's another. But when it comes to my faith, I feel that my faith is di- feeling. And faith is very... How, how concrete and firm and steadfast is that? Feelings and faith. Do they... Don. <laughs> I mean, do feelings and faith, how... I mean, it's different. Like you, we have... We praise the Lord. We're, we're thankful. And, and we have emotions that are... We thank the Lord and say, praise God from whom all blessings flow. But we're talking about feelings. Why are feelings and faith so... Can they be together in the sense of... Uh, can, can feelings dictate the one true faith? Or can feelings and faith... Uh, are they synonymous to each other? No. Feelings are sometimes affected by what I had for breakfast. You know, it's, it's fleeting. It's... Good. Subjective, objective, right? Uh, feelings, subjective. Objective is uh, truth, absolute truth, what it is, right? You guys probably get tired of hearing me talk about Job. And Job, Job says um, whether God decides to uh, heal my affliction or not, I will praise the Lord. And that's why when we talk about consuming fire, there is that judgment. But also, if you look at our Old Testament text today, I think I mentioned it during the sermon, um, that fire of like a hammer that shatters us, right? That fire that shatters us to pieces. And and that is uh, clearly the picture of the law working on our hearts, uh, uh, showing us what we're really dealing with, but also what? Pointing us to... Christ in the gospel, right? So when we talk about fire, uh, and that gospel is Christ who faces the fiery wrath of God um, at Calvary on the cross. So 
uh, again, there is that consuming fire of God. So th- there is that consequence. There is that wrath if we uh, turn from him and his kingdom. Uh, but yet, as the writer shows us here, uh, he is speaking to the faithful. Um, that they can be certain and assured that as they run this race, as they look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of their faith, uh, they know that they are with God. They are covered by his redemption, covered by his blood for the forgiveness of their sins. And because of that, now we see the fruits. Uh, chapter 13. Oh, you don't have a handout here. Uh, chapter 13, we see... Uh... Oh, you did? Oh, all right. I know Elliot comes to church early with me now. And uh, he's, my, he's my supplier. Of, of, he's my um, errand person. He picks up the papers from the printer... And he puts him in on my desk. He's like my secretary. I could definitely use him. Yes, throughout the, I could definitely use him throughout the week. Anyways, but he loves... Is he available for um, I think he'd do it for free. He loves, he loves the mechanical sorting things. And I think I've noticed that. Um, he's good with names. He knows every name of every teacher at school. All his friends, where they've been if they're on vacation or not, what vacation they went on, um, who their parents are and siblings. Um, he, is, he has that knack. Anyways. Yes, almost. <laughs> CIA, that's right, future. Anyways, uh, ch- chapter 13, he has to remind me, you know. Uh, yes, yes. Oh. Trust me. Trust me. Anyways, uh, verse, chapter 13, verse 1. If so, could read that real quick. All right. Let brotherly love continue. Now, uh, Philadelphia, uh, uh, phila, uh, phileo from love, adolphos in Greek, brother, Philadelphia, Delphia, right? Uh, we see that um, uh, in the city of brotherly Love and filthy, right? Phil, oh, they got good cheesesteaks at the um, <laughs> at the Wawa. The Wawa, the, you know that? It's like a, my my friend. Oh, Pastor Kieslowski. When I was there for a conference, uh, me and he took me to the Wawa, um, and that is a gas station uh, <laughs> with with a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. It's like it's a chain thing, and they're everywhere. He's like, you got to try this, Ernie. I'm like, oh, for sure. And it was like heaven on earth. I mean, my arteries were kind of pumping a little harder at that moment, but uh, well worth it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so uh, the, Philadelphia, uh, let brotherly love continue. It's because of the assurance and the unshakableness of this kingdom, uh, of the joy of the gospel that they know how to love. That it's not just any love, but it's a brotherly love, a, a familial love in the congregation, right? In, in the faithful. To love one another as family covered by the blood of Christ. Uh, now, when you look at our congregation here, what do you see? I mean, that's too general. But uh, uh, when I see Don... <laughs> anyways, no. When I see... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> when I see all of you, uh, what do I see? I, I see? I see a family. right? I, I see uh, brothers and sisters covered by the blood of Christ uh, as we walk together um, in the Lord's word, right? Um, and, and 
that's what brotherly love is all about. It's let brotherly love continue. We see on our notes, I'm always beginning and ending in their being of Christ, which always talk about their being, right? It is a call for every Christian to love one another. Romans 12, uh, St. Paul, Roman, love one another with brotherly affection, right? First Thessalonians 4, now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. You know, again, how are we taught by God to love one another? What does that, I mean, what does that look like? The agape love, um, to love one another. First Corinthians 13. All right. Uh, the great uh, love uh, chapter. But it's through the love of Christ that we know how to, we know what love is. We are loved. We are uh, valued. Uh, we are the beloved ones loved by God, and namely the sacrifice, right? The gospel. And, and there uh, we, we know how to love one another. Now that means uh, a lot of times it's not conditional. No, not a lot of times. It is unconditional, right? Uh, we care, we love, we forgive, we serve, we sacrifice um, unconditionally. Love your enemies, Jesus says, right? Um, and, and here we show that love to one another. So this love always begins in our being in Christ, and it ends in Christ, and it is Christ. That's what that brotherly love is all about. Um, um, does our sin get in the way of that brotherly love? Yeah, we start thinking in conditions. We start thinking in what will they give to me if I give to them, right? We start playing that chess game. I might be playing with pawns, but he's play Don, of course, is playing with the bishop, and he <laughs> always beats me at chess. You will. Abstract is like, I can't do it. I'm like, chess, how do you do that? Anyways, it's so difficult, all the abstract spatial stuff. Um, I just don't get it. Anyways, but... Uh, uh, so if you ever want to beat me at a game, bring out chess, and you got me. But uh, here we see, uh, you know, this love of God, it's always rooted in Christ. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, for a sincere brotherly love, love one another with a pure heart. That pure heart is a clear conscience in what Christ has done for you, right? Um, that you love with a pure heart because you are pure. Right? Blessed are the peacemakers, Jesus says, Right? You are the, the ones of peace. That is the peace of Christ in Matthew 5. Right? And, and, and this is the picture of, of what that brotherly love looks like. I, I can't tell you how many times that usually is our greatest witness. Words matter. The words we say to one another, evangelism, outreach. But a lot of times it always begins and, and everyone looks at, like, you know, I, you know Carrie. You know, her name's Carrie. And she's... A very caring person. Get it? Caring, caring person. I always, she is. She, she, she's so caring, right? Because she's caring, right? Uh, but why is she caring? Uh, would Carrie say, uh, and Carrie could speak in the third person here if Carrie wants to, uh, but would, would Carrie say, oh, because I, I'm, I'm, that's just, I'm so great. I'm so good. Uh, you know, I, that's just who I am. I, you know, I'm, I'm such a caring person. It just comes out of the blue, right? Uh, no, Carrie would say, and Carrie could agree with me, right, Carrie? That Carrie. Christ in me. Yes, yes, Christ in you. The, the pure heart that is covered uh, in the midst of our sin, that we are forgiven of our sins, that we are clear. Let us draw near to God, right, sprinkled with the blood. We're in, in the book of Hebrews, as we talked about that earlier, uh, several chapters before. Uh, uh, um, that you, 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 you strive with a pure heart. 
you already have that pure heart. And what great joy that is to know that you are forgiven, Patrick. Right? And, 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 and you know, Patrick, uh, as you know, um, he doesn't want me to say this, but uh, he's done such great work for us here. Um, not because he had to, but because uh, through his talents, uh, which I hate getting shocked. Um, oh, no. No, I don't. I will not even touch a light bulb thing, wondering if it's on and off. I know, I know, I know, I know. New side of me, right, Patrick? You're like, that really? Oh, for sure. Oh, plenty of times, you know? Um, but, uh, uh, but anyways, but Patrick does all these things, and he'd always say, no, 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 it's, it's because this is uh, out of the joy and, and response of faith. This is uh, out of the love for neighbor. And, and that's right, you know, it's because of the, the, the pure heart, and all of you, of course, uh, at, through that pure heart, uh, we, we love and serve and have that brotherly love. So very important to remember what, because again, at the end of the day, uh, uh, if you have a, a kingdom that is set up by legalism or by your own merits, earning the points, as Janelle would say, so I'm, not, I'm done earning points. I don't have to do that. Christ has done all things for me. I'm like, thanks be to God that you say those words, amen, right? Uh, and it's true, right? No earning points. Points are not earned, Right? I mean, I know Don has all the extra credit points in the world. As an engineer, he's like, got to get those extra credit points. But again, at the end of the day, hypothetical, um, uh, those points have been won, right? And this is the picture of what that brotherly love is all about. Yet, trust me, uh, it can get away from us. And brotherly love can be, well, that's what I have to do, earn points. And somehow that'll give me a pure heart. Somehow that will... Give me the kingdom that is unshakable. See, that's where we slowly kind of get that blurring lines of legalism. And that's why it's always only Christ. That's what we need to always hear. Because everything else flows, as Carrie said, from her being in Christ Jesus, right? So that brotherly love, very important. Um, and that's how we serve. Every, everything. Not some grand picture of this great picture of how we ought to love, but just the little things. Um, in loving and serving in his name. And, and this is the picture that the writer is showing the faithful Hebrews uh, what it means in their vocation to, to love one another. Because, as we know, there was persecution happening at the time. And, and, and they needed each other to protect, care, and provide for one another because they were under great stress over persecution. And, and those who were falling away, of course, um, they needed that love as well. So uh, this is the encouragement uh, of the writer to the people. And it's, not the, it's, it's the same today. And we need to continue as a church uh, to, to know, not just to have brotherly love towards one another, but to, to understand what that really means, to have brotherly love towards one another. Um, and at the end of the day, that brotherly love is always rooted on that same boat, that we are all sinners in need of a savior, that we are all redeemed by the blood of Christ, and, and thereby that love we serve, right? All right, uh, okay, uh, verse two, verse two, if so could read that, verse two. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some people have entertained angels without knowing. All right, so they were un- even entertaining angels that they were unaware of, right? And we'll talk about that, but do not neglect the show of hospitality to strangers as well. So uh, from the Greek word uh, right there, you see it, uh, philozenia, uh, right? Philozenia. And, and here we see 
you know, a xenophobe. What's a xenophobe? Does anyone know the phobias? Xenophobe? Someone who has fear against... Yeah, Zeno or Xenia is from the word foreigner or stranger. So anyone who's a xenophobe is someone who is fearful of foreigners or strangers, right? Um, and here we see hospitality to strangers. So that love, that uh, uh, philoxenia, right? That love for strangers. Um, again, uh, being strangers in a land was very dangerous for many um, uh, when it came down to it. And within a community, they were called to show hospitality. Hospitality was a great way uh, to love and serve. And and this is what they were to do for strangers in a land, to love and serve them as well. Right? Yes? We'll go back to Genesis. If you remember the story of Abraham, he sees these strangers coming in. Speaking of entertaining angels, but he sees the strangers coming in. The first thing he does is greet them and then prepares a meal for them. Mm-hmm. There's the neighborly, brotherly uh, example right there. And I think many of the commentators say that one of them was the unincarnated Christ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, in Genesis 18 and 19 about the, the angels unawares. Um, we, we are unaware of angels. Here we see the story of Abraham greeting these, uh, uh, these uh, people. Uh, and and lo, and be- lo and behold, Dave, thank you for um, doing Dave things, of course. Uh, uh, lo and behold, uh, there not only was he greeted by angels, but uh, the incarnate Lord, uh, some would say. And, um, and no, the, the, you know, I think that's, a, that's very true. But... Uh, here, uh, Abraham, unaware of at that moment in time, as he is showing hospitality, there he was promised the son, right, Isaac. And there was he, you know, Sarah, ha, 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 you know. <laughs> is that how she laughed? <laughs> she would chuckle and say, oh, what are you talking about? I'm barren, I'm old. You know, no way, we've, we've given up on that. You know, uh, no, no, this is what uh, they would receive. But also in the next chapter uh, with Lot, right, uh, there uh, uh, the angel proceeded to Sodom and, and Lot welcomed them only to be delivered, right? He welcomed these guests, these angels, uh, from a, the disaster that would occur the next day, right? So in these angels unawares, uh, we see the benefit as well. Not because, I mean, we don't do it because of the benefit, right? It's not because we're conditionally doing this, oh, we'll get something from it. But we see uh, that even in those moments of loving and caring for foreigners, strangers, uh, they also uh, uh, were given uh, these very gifts of of deliverance and of a fulfillment um, as a Lord would work for them. Also, Jesus said, if you give it to the least of these, you're doing it to me. So you don't, you might not know them, but what you're doing is a gift to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, you know, I know it's, it's simple stuff here this day, but do you, do we ever say hi to strangers anymore? Even on our block, at our street, like, let's say they live six houses down or seven houses down, and you kind of see them always when they go to work, and, and a lot of people these days, it's just like... <laughs> well, I'm like, Southern California. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I'm other communities too. Yeah. Other, I, other states. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think even in Southern California, most people, if, if, you, if you're walking through a parking lot and somebody's coming the other direction, they'll look at you. Nine times out of ten, they'll look at you. And that's your opportunity just to say hello. Yeah. And it's surprising, but they'll return that greeting. Especially yeah. if you have a dog. People make friends with a dog. <laughs> Did you hear that, wife? Did you hear that? Evangelism tool. My wife is all about evangelism. We need a dog. Right? <laughs> See? A Basenji. That's me and Zoe were looking up. A Basenji. Look it up. Short-haired, non-allergenic, doesn't bark but yodel because it's, if it's weirdly shaped larynx. Anyways, not that I know. Anyways, but uh, it yodels. Check it out. It's uh, so cute because it can't bark because... Uh, anyways, um, that's what I do. As, we're, as I watch YouTube, looking at animal things. It's so fun. Anyways, uh, but, but this is, uh, you know, this is <laughs> one day. Anyways, uh, verse 3. So I could read that. Verse 3. <laughs> Remember those in prison as you were, as you were their fellow prisoners. And if you, were, are, if you are mistreated as if you were seldom suffering. And those you are mistreated as... If your sins were suffering. No, it's weird in mind as well. It's different text, but it's still. Perhaps, perhaps try a different translation. This remember the duet NIV says, Remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners, and those who are mistreated as if you were suffering. Yes. Okay, all right. I see that. Um, so, uh, prison, what. Why are they talking about prison here? Is it just because they, they were at exhibitionist speed? Or, um, <laughs> I know. Uh, or they robbed a bank? Why, why? What's this prison talk? Why, are they talking, why is the writer talking about prison? That's right. Many were jailed for the faith. Right? So this is real. Uh, and the brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus were, were imprisoned for their their faith and persecution was happening so i get to walk around in circles this is great um so um you know you're thinking your best thinking is when you're walking you know that right do you do, do you all know that like when i am in a rut i walk around the church just walking my 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 future dog and um um but uh you know uh what we what we talk about uh persecution here we see uh, yeah, to care for them as if they are, you are suffering with them. Um, and again, we're, we're, not independent, <clears throat> we're, not, we're not independent people here. Autonomy is such a, um, we could say it's California, but it's deeper than that, right? It's our, it's our sinful flesh. Um, not saying that California is the only sinful state out there, right? <laughs> Humanity, remember that. Uh, born and bred California, so. Uh, but, uh, but sin entered the world, and there we love our autonomy. We love our independence. We, we don't think in body terms. We don't think, you know, as a church, uh, someone mentioned after church about, oh, there's even division in church, right? You've heard stories, or you've experienced it yourself. But the fact is, is that what really we are missing is that we are one body in Christ Jesus covered by his blood, Right? And here the writer is saying, yeah, help those who are imprisoned as if you are there with them, right? Uh, at, because we are one body. 
um, I can't tell you how radical in itself it is to, to love and serve in that way um, as we are one body, but even for our witness. I mean, people are searching for that, just what true love is. Um, and at the end of the day, why we do it? Because is we know what that love of Christ is all about, the all-encompassing gift of the gospel, right? So, so here we see uh, the writer saying, remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them and those who are mistreated since you are all of one body. Right here on your notes, um, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Right? Um, all for one, one for all. Have you ever heard that? Um... Yeah. That's right. Um, I've never seen the Three Musketeers, but um, my, my best friend when I was little would always say that when we were together as friends. Our, our group of friends. He, the, my one friend named, uh, he'd always say that. And I'll always remember it, all for one, one for all. And, and this is uh, that picture of the body, right? Oh. Oh, is it? I, I've never read nor read it or seen it. Yeah. No, it. D'Artagnan's having uh, affairs with every woman he meets. Oh. Sorry, I opened that up. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think when, you, when we welcome in new members to the church, you know, I know I, I heard Je- uh, Dave saying to, um, I think, Gino, oh, sorry, we, we, we mis- misplaced your picture on the wall. When I look at that wall and I look at our membership, what, what do we see? I mean, what do we really see uh, in that picture? We see a lot of faces, right? I see family, like church, with different, with the body, you know, for Christ. Yeah. Different yeah. Shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's why we have the tree there, right? There is a reason why there's a tree there, right? Uh, family tree, tree of, you know, uh, from, you know, I'm the vine, you are the branches, but uh, we are a, a body of Christ. When we welcome in new members, which uh, uh, we do, um, it's, it's a great joy to welcome in people into our church. It's not just another name on the list, but rather we are a body to which we are to love and serve brotherly and sisterly in, in, in this love of Christ, right? And there's something about that, you guys, and, and I always encourage people uh, to, to encourage one another as the days draw near, right? to gather together right, as a body, to encourage one another. If you don't see someone here, call them and say, how you doing? It's been a while. We miss you at church. We're a family. You got to be there. We're a family, right? This is not just a, like, a, I'm, I'm checking the list and, and calling who's not here. No, we're a family. We got to stick together. We are one body. This is what this church body is all about. So very important. I mean, look at the, the temperature that they're facing. People are being imprisoned for their faith. It's like the writers say, care for those who are in prison, right? Uh, because they're suffering. And when they're suffering, you're suffering. I mean, this is, uh, and when you're rejoicing, right? Uh, it's because they're rejoicing. We're all go- walking together, right? That fellowship always in the word, that fellowship always in the word of Christ, right? Um, <coughs> All right. Uh, any thoughts on that? About the body? 
I think we always need to hear that um, because. Uh, One of the things, uh, my Jewish friend, when she came by to visit for the Third of July uh, barbecue, she had she had to say uh, she was just really uh, amazed at how tight knit. Um, and family-oriented, family we seem to be towards one another without being exclusive of her and her kids. Oh, yeah. She was, she was really uh, run the net. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's, there's that... And she's been asking when we're going to have another function. <laughs> In um, a year. Easter. <laughs> Easter breakfast. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, you know... I'll make sure to invite her to that. That's right. Um, just perhaps to add on a little bit to that, just to tell a story. Um, some years ago, Joyce and I spent about six years in southern Maryland. And this is down in St. Mary's County, at the far end of a peninsula that em- empties into um, the Chesapeake Bay. One way in, one way out. We were down there in the military. <coughs> assignment that I had at the time. The only family we had was the church. Both of us, our relatives were still here in California, you know, 3,000 miles away. But the, the church actually became the family. And that was true of so many people down there because um, <clears throat> a lot of them were military or civilians like I was. You were going to be there for a limited time, and that was all you had. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, that's right. You know, um, when we lived in Fort Wayne, yeah, our, our church was, our family was in the church. Um, yeah, Washington, too. Uh, family was the church uh, so far away. Um, and even here, too, family is the church. So very important that uh, uh, we see what this body's all about. Because, you know, sometimes the arm wants to trail off by itself and the ear wants to walk off on its own and... <laughs> <laughs> the toe wants to detach from the foot and say, I'm on my own, right? Uh, and we need to see that. We need, we need to see and repent, right, uh, of those very moments um, as a body. So very important. Um, should we do one more? Yeah, we'll do one more because um, that's just how we do here. Uh, but verse 4. Uh, so we could read that real quick. Verse 4. All right. Yeah, yeah. So let, uh, let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral, the, the fornicators, and adulterous, right? So, uh, again, uh, you, you know, the writer is giving us uh, what we talk about, what commandment? The sixth commandment, right? Uh, what we talk about. Uh, the first, oh, I read it right here. Uh, the Apostles' Creed, Article 1, that God creates, and he provides, uh, Lord willing, a spouse for us, right? The fourth petition of the creed, give us this day our... And, and that's not just the cereal we ate this morning, um, or the kids, or the donuts that they ate, but it's actually our, our house, food, drink, household, land, animals, um, children, uh, wife, uh, that God has given to us. Give us a stare. It's a reminder that God has given us uh, who we provided for. Um, and again, uh, to love and honor and serve our, our spouse, as it says in the 
sixth commandment, uh, that is, do not commit adultery. So let marriage be held in honor, right? This is the call of a Christian. Um, and, and for those like um, Abe, who is uh, not married yet, uh, uh-oh, wait, maybe this is a private conversation. <laughs> but, uh, but lust is real, right? Uh, oh, boy, did I not prepare to talk about Abe right now um, in a sense of our personal talks here. But uh, that, that lust is real. Premarital sex is something that is rampant in our culture, right? It's just like it's so normal now with relative truth. Oh, you know, you just got to feel what you want to feel and you got to make sure this is going to work. So, um, you know, you got to live together and, and all these things before everything. And, and again, when we go back to let marriage be undefiled, right? That is, that is to trust God and his word in the sixth commandment and, and, and to uh, take heed to that uh, as we fear, love, and trust God above all things uh, because uh, this is what is pleasing to God. This is his word uh, because when we do fall short of that, uh, whether it be premaritally or within marriage, that is sexually immoral and adulterous, uh, there we see us turning from his very word. See, the thing about sin, you guys, at the end of the day, is what? We sin, and then we say, oh, you know, I guess it's not so bad, right, <laughs> when we sin. We, we kind of, it pierces our heart at the beginning, but then as we perpetuate that sin, as we live persistently in, persistently in sin, and that is the opposite of repentant sin, which sorrows for what we've done, persistent sin is just like, what's the big deal, right? <laughs> I mean, feels good. So I know what God's word says. Yeah, it's in a little tinge on my soul. Ah, but no, the world is doing it. So if they're doing it, and that's where we go on that road of hardening our heart, where after a while we say, well, if we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We so actually... It's not religious terminology. You can say harden your conscience. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's always a question with the world, what the conscience means to them. I asked for you know? a long time ago. Uh, we used to uh, have the sermon illustration you like to use when it came to sin. They asked the guy that got caught stealing chickens, didn't he feel bad about stealing the chickens? He said, I used to. That's right. That's right. No, and, that, and that's, that's what happens with um, our sin. So this is, this is a, a call to keep the marriage held in honor among all. Marriage is God-given. And, and this is, we know what sin brings to the table, right? But yet at the end of the day, what's the point? It's, there is also Christ. There is also Christ who died for his bride, the church, right? Uh, there is the one who covers you by his blood. We're, none of us are perfect. None of us are. Uh, Christ is, and he dies for sinners. And, and that's why we're the body. Because it's the blood of Jesus. And that's why we love one another. Because we are humbled. Not only that he would forgive us. But that it is in this love. That uh, what a joy it is to live the liberated life. From sin and death. And to love one another. Knowing that it wasn't us. It was never us. But it's always Christ for us. And that is love to which we live by. And, 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 and serve and love in his name. And that's why the church is great. Because it's like oh another sinner welcome. Right? Welcome, another sinner. Great. Thank you for joining us, right? Uh, and, and that's what we are, covered by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. And, and, and here we see just the call of what we are to do in this life of faith. So um, uh, if, you, uh, if you are struggling with this, uh, if you have conflicts in your relationships, always go back 
uh, to, to what the word says. What is this? What's going on? What is, what is really going on? And, and there you'll find yourself going to Christ, both of you. So anyways, um, we'll stop there. We'll stop there. Because next week we're going to talk about money. I love money. I mean, the t- sorry, <laughs> the talk of money. I, I love talking about that. Just because money is like our... Um, No, money's like, money's the fulcrum that really teeter-totters when life is good or life is bad. And I, I love talking about this because it's humbling, how we idolize it so much. Anyways, we'll talk about it next week. Why don't we pray? Why don't we pray? Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the eternal kingdom to which you give, the mighty fortress uh, to which we live under now and forevermore. Lead us, O Lord, this day in the comfort of your death death and resurrection, um, as we continue uh, to live in our beings um, according to your name. Uh, By your grace, we are saved, O Lord. And through this grace, uh, we have been set free. Bless us this day as we walk together in one body, one mind, in Christ Jesus alone. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.